the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. So glad that you joined me today, and I think you're going to really enjoy this show. I mean, I'm sure I say this every time because I really am very blessed by the guests that I get. But today, I'm very excited to have two gentlemen here today. The first one is Darian Bennett. He is one of the pastors at Scottsdale Bible Church. He is over the men's ministry, and he has a counterpart with him today, George Hasse, which is the executive director of Men Coaching Men and Heart to Heart Christian Chaplaincy, which are two really amazing programs that we are going to talk about today. So welcome, George. Welcome, Darian. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to have you guys. Nice to be here. I'm really excited about this for these two programs. When we were talking off air, I, this is really amazing things. Well, we're, we're trying to do something that is um, reasonably unique. Um, I won't say that it's completely uncommon, but uh, most of the things that we're trying to do most of our churches should be doing this, but for one reason or another, uh, they're not able to do it or choose not to do it. So well, we're stepping I, in there. I'm really glad you are because, you know, our our country has kind of done a number on men, and we've kind of disempowered them. And there are, I mean, men in general really want to be good men. They do. And, and they really, you know, and they're thankfully uh, many times not as complicated as women can be. <laughs> and so, you know, they really just want to get in there, solve a problem, do a really good job, and impact the world. Yes. So I'm glad to have you. Tell me what, what the executive, the, the men-to-men coaching, the discipleship well, ministry is. The men, to, men coaching men is a, is a very simple name that basically describes what we do. We are men coaching up other men. And it's a discipleship uh, program or, or ministry, which has processes that we have developed that do three primary things. We get men connected. We provide an environment where they can meet, where it's safe. Um, nobody is going to judge them. Um, we give them time to meet other people, other guys. And then the second C is coaching. We want to provide uh, biblical teaching to help uh, uh, equip them to do the things that we're going to that they're going to be asked to do in regards to their families, their workplace, and church. And then the third thing is we want them to be able to contribute. Once again, we have three places that we want them to focus on: at home, in the marketplace, and in the church, in the world at large. And how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, I've been at this for over twenty-five years now. Um, started way back in the early nineties. And George has been with me for... 16 years. 16. So George <laughs> has been time. there for That's a, awesome. a good portion of it. And together, uh, 
uh, one day at a time, one week at a time, one month, one year. We've we've added things, we've taken things away, we've we've learned a lot along the way, and so we we do a lot of uh, coaching, which includes counseling mm-hmm. uh, for marriages and for men and for families. Uh, there's no way that you can have a ministry to men without affecting the rest of the family. Well, you know, I I frequently will tell uh, clients, I am so thankful when men come to my office because if I get men to heal and change, it's so much faster than the women coming trying to affect the men. Now, women, certainly we have a great effect on men, but many times we don't understand the effect we have on men. And sometimes it's not as positive as we would like it to be. So it's wonderful. You're a very wise woman. That is so true. And inside of what you just said is the profoundness of what we're trying to do. A lot of, uh, as I mentioned to you off air, most of our counseling, um, ironically, is to women. Absolutely. We want to, we, we are focused to counsel men, but the men uh, are not so quick to step up to that. However, the wives are because the wives are so uh, desperate for help in their family unit. They want their husbands to be the men that God has called them to be. They want their children to grow up in a Christian home. They want their husbands to lead. They want all these things. They're, in most cases, they're, I use the word desperate, they're desperate to have it done. And they're willing to come in and talk to a pastor they don't even know or to George that they've never met and see if there's any way we can get some help. Well, I think the hardest thing about that is, you know, women uh, are, are better at asking for help for one thing. And they are better at asking for help when they're in pain. And men don't really feel like they're allowed to do that many times. And they feel like that shows more weakness than they're ready to present. And so they isolate. Absolutely. They isolate themselves from that. And they also, you know, we know that one of a man's greatest need is success. And so if he's having success at work but not at home, he will have a tendency to just work harder and think that maybe it'll generalize. Yeah, somehow it'll it exactly. will somehow flow back exactly. into the family without doing anything. Exactly. You're right again. And so it's hard, you know, it's it's a, a really a skill to help men make those changes without shaming them, you know, and then feeling less than and like they're failures and they're a loser, you know, but to really be coaching them in ways that say, no, this is just some skills that nobody taught you. That's not your fault. Exactly. And, and that's, one of, things, the, that's yes. one of the key things that we uh, try to help women to see, Cynthia, is they already have enough shame and guilt. You yes, don't need to exactly. be the provider of that. Right. You need to be part of the cheerleader for him. And in one sense, you're to come alongside and help him. Well, and, and I think, you know, that's always that conundrum for women because one of the things that I teach when I teach the different, you know, gender issues and understanding the opposite sex is what seems like maybe insightful or natural to a woman as to how to help is oftentimes the last way a man wants to be helped. And so it's hard for women because we have such this passion. You know, we're, 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 we're high connectivity and we want harmony. We want things to right. work. We want everybody to be okay. And so we have this tendency to get involved in ways that aren't helpful to men. And, and it mixes up the whole process. Yeah, it does. But, and we're, we're, uh, we're all sinners. None yes, of us are, are perfect. So we're trying to do something or trying to do something perfectly that uh, we're, we're not going to be able to do. And it's frustrating. Well, we don't have great examples going all the way back no. to Adam and Eve, right? No, <laughs> we no. So it's never really worked all the way like it should down here. No. And God is still so good about perfecting and, and healing and helping and encouraging. Yeah, he's always, he's always uh, saved and uh, set aside a remnant for himself. 
And one of the things that all three of us are are very uh, passionate about doing is helping, helping uh, where we can help. Well, and I do believe, you know, for the most part, people are very well-intentioned. And and sometimes when we can get people to see that about one another, that, yes, this person is hurting you deeply. But I don't think that it's coming from malevolence. I don't think it's evil. I don't think it's, I think it's misguided. You know, it may be uninformed. It may be that, you know, there may be, there, maybe this man has his own shame, the woman has her own shame, and when those collide, we get so much defensiveness. You're so right, Cynthia. And it's tough. And that's why it's difficult to unravel that. It is. And uh, it's difficult to help both parties when they're, when they're uh, and be, that is always there to some degree, no matter how well-adjusted the person mm-hmm. is. Well, maybe, George, you, you or Darian, what if you, could you tell us a story of maybe one of your success stories of how you did it, what you figured out, how it worked? Well, uh, You don't the, have to use a name. Both of us are success stories <laughs> in one sense. Both of us have had highly dysfunctional relationships uh, as we were growing up. Um, both of us have experienced great uh, hurt and disappointment through marriage and divorce. Um, both of us have remarried and have uh, wonderful wives. By the way, one of the things that makes the success story a success story is not so much George and myself, but the people that God has put into our lives to help us. This is why we do, this is why we call it men coaching men. We've had men coach us up, and we want to respond and do likewise. So, we're doing exactly what God has already done through us or through other people, including godly uh, wives. We are doing that with other people, we're, and we do it wherever we can. We primarily do it at the church or the churches that we attend at. George attends Desert View. I, I'm a pastor at Scottsdale Bible Church, so we minister where we're at. But we're, we would be ministering today uh, whether we were at church or not. We'd be doing that's what right, we're doing. That's right, that's right. So the success story is someone came alongside, and um, the guy that came alongside and helped me was Larry Wright, and uh, some of the people that are listening are probably familiar with Larry. Absolutely. And Sue. Okay. So yes. Larry, uh, Larry mentored me for over a year and a half, and um, I also had mentoring from Tom Schrader, another pastor, mm-hmm. and uh, between the two of them, uh, kind of uh, righted a sinking ship, and. Uh, gave me eyes to see things about myself and about uh, uh, Jesus Christ that I, I did not understand and didn't see before. And um, it wasn't about making me better. It was about a changed life that I received through faith in Jesus Christ. Wow. Is that sort of a similar story, George, for you? Yeah, it is. Uh, actually, Darian was the man that came alongside of me nice. 16 years yes. ago. But to have another man come alongside of you... Um, you look back on it, you go, what a blessing. I, I couldn't have done it without that. But but also being able to see Christ in him and how he worked through to my heart, him going heart to heart with me on almost a daily basis, helping me. And it gave me that, I had that 911 number to call every day if I was hurting. And I could reach out to him, call him and say, hey, help me. And uh, he would always get me right on that track again, on the right path. And then that so much helped me. I don't know how men can do it without one another. We need each other. Absolutely. And I think you, you both made a very important point about safety. 
and making a safe environment because it's a big deal for men to humble themselves. Women, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't have trouble with humility. Absolutely, every human does. But it's a different process for women than it is for men. And it is a big deal when a man finally comes to the end of his rope and says, I really need some help. This is not working. It's because of the other couple words that you used earlier, guilt and shame. Absolutely. Um, Because men carry such a great responsibility to do things right. Yes. And to be successful yes. and to figure it out and to make because, it happen. Because they, they attach their success or their lack of success to their identity. That's exactly right. But as Christians, our identity is in Christ, not in our performance, not in, um, not in the, the uh, successes that we've had in the world. And so we get in trouble that way. Well, that's very powerful. We're coming up to a break. We have about a minute left. So I think it would be really helpful if we talked more about that whole identity piece because I think it would be helpful for women to understand why that is so powerful when they are failing. That See, for women, we kind of want to talk about our failures. That is not necessarily uh, the way we handle men. No. And so it just is more shaming when women get into problem-solving with men in that way. And it might be something in the next segment if we talked about how you deal with the guilt and shame, helping them to really have their identity not in their success but in Christ. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again in the next segment with George Hasse, Darian Bennett, and this is Men Coaching Men, and what an amazing ministry this is. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thanks for joining me again. And I want to make sure if you're just joining in, you can always listen to the show in its entirety on my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com. And that is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And I don't think you're going to want to miss this show. I really am enjoying just the content and the idea that these, these godly men have. So we were talking in the last segment with Darian Bennett. He is one of the pastors at Scottsdale Bible Church, and he has um, a ministry called Men Coaching Men. And his, his great partner friend uh, also does that with him, and his name is George Hasse. And he also has another um, wonderful 503C, which is called Heart to Heart Christian Chaplaincy. And we're going to talk a little bit about that maybe in the next segment. But we left off talking about this idea of guilt and shame and how that affects men, and how different it looks than it looks with women. So, so give me a little idea about that, Darian, how you teach that, how you handle that. Well, we start, we start off right where you just left off. Um, almost all of us have issues with guilt and shame, which has happened, uh, something that's happened in the past. Many of us bring uh, feelings of guilt and shame from our childhood, um, and so, therefore, we all kind of start with something that's not right inside of us. And it, it, it does affect the way that we ch- make choices. It affects on who we choose and to be friends with, who we choose to be married with. And um, unfortunately, guilt and shame causes a lot of problems in the, in the process of, of thinking. And how we cope a lot of times. Oh, yes, or the way that we don't cope. That's right. So the coping mechanisms um, are, are messed up. The relational processes are, are, are very dysfunctional and confused. The end result of all of that is I have a dysfunctional and confused life. Under The under core of that is, is guilt and shame. That includes sin. 
but sin always leads to guilt and shame to some degree. And if I don't know how to cope with that and I don't know what to do with that, then I'm going to probably continue to do things in a very dysfunctional way. Or hide, a lot of hiding. Yeah, I won't admit it. I yes. Won't, because it's, I, covering I, it up all the time. Yeah, the covering up is one of my coping mechanisms, right, which right. is a very dysfunctional way of trying to resolve an and issue. And creates more shame and yeah. guilt. A lot of men uh, move to drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, those kind of things. Anything to isolate myself from my guilt and shame. But all I'm doing is building more guilt and shame. Well, you said an important thing. I think when we were off air about when we were talking about men and women. And this whole idea of isolating and hiding is it's, you really have to create that safe environment because it's much more difficult for men to actually show I am really messed up. Where women are in, in a different kind of pain, they, they certainly don't like to, to reveal all of that. But they have a much better ability to do that in the way they connect with each other. And so with men, it's a whole different process when they are coming with a ton of guilt and shame. And, and they usually wait until it's public sometimes right? before they even come forward. And that, uh, a lot of times, Cynthia, for both men and women, we normally will not uh, say things to people about things of our past if we don't trust them, if we don't feel that the environment or the opportunity here is, is a safe one. Now, interestingly enough, one of our coping mechanisms is to tell people that we shouldn't tell people things that can't be trusted, and then they, they submarine us. And You're right. Uh, men do that too. So most men will only follow men that they can trust. So one of the most important things that, that we do in the concept of men's ministry is and uh, we, we work off the three C's. We want men to get connected so they can get coached up so that, they can, so that they can contribute at home, in the marketplace, and at the church. In doing that, they need a man that they can meet with that they can trust. That takes some time. There's a re- requirement to build a relationship. So there's some transparency that's needed on my part and on George's part back to the man so that he feels comfortable to be somewhat transparent. Now, once that starts to happen, exactly what you said happens they begin to reveal, which helps us ask more questions, which helps them dialogue more with us in terms of uh, why they feel the way that they feel and, and so forth and so on. And that is a long-term process, not Well, you're, you're absolutely right, and it is so relational. You know, one of the hardest things about shame, I told a gentleman the other day, <laughs> I said, I'm sorry to, to be the bearer of bad news, but the only healing that you, the only way to heal from shame is exposure. Yes. I wish there was a different way. But it's the exposing of who I am. It's like the same thing we do with the Lord, that he sees us, and then we know he sees us, but when we admit to him, wow, you see me, I see me, and I am now saying to you, yes, I see me as well, this is me, and God says, I see that, and I still love you. That's a beautiful huge. Uh, description of First John 1, 9, and 10, that... Um, that God is faithful. He is just. And if we will confess our sins, he will forgive us, but not just forgive us, but cleanse us of all the unrighteousness. The unrighteousness is the guilt and shame. Because we go back to the garden of Eden. They hid. Yes. And God said they need to come out. They immediately put uh, fig leaves over. That's right. And covered themselves. Covered. That's guilt and shame. That's right. And that's what we've been doing ever since. So the freedom that we're looking for, um, the, the moving from guilt and shame to freedom is in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, we hear that, but somebody has to really be able, uh, equipped to explain that and demonstrate that and model that. 
And that, see, that takes skill. That also takes a life that has been healed, which yes. you and George, right, George? Amen. Yes. You, you can't teach <laughs> what you... You're such a good counterpart here. <laughs> you can't teach what you don't know. That's exactly right. I mean, you can teach educationally, but it has so much more power. It has more energy when you actually have lived it. Yeah. Men will only follow it. men that they can trust and That's see. Right. The, so men are looking for, for a, a role model. They're looking for a hero, someone that they can look up to. And um, what they want is they want a father. They want the father's heart, the, the very heart that God has for us, a father's heart for us as his children is well, what men are looking for. And see, what you guys are talking about, you also believe in these men. And men need to be believed in. Yeah, we know, we know no, no matter how bad it is, that Jesus can, can uh, faith in Christ can heal that. And we're walking proof of that. And we can share that with them. Um, I may not be able to, I have a man that uh, committed murder when mm, he was 19 yes. and he just got out of prison after 22 years. Uh, so he's, he, he's, uh, he says, well, you've never killed anybody, Darian. Well, I've called people idiots and fools. And, and according to Jesus, I've committed murder in my heart. So I can say that much at least. Uh, at least that's what Jesus said. And now I know what I need to do with him is to help him understand that both of us, even though we've done certain things, we can find freedom in Christ. I can show that to you. I found it. I'm one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. I think it's so amazing to think about the love of God in that way, that he so knows us and, and he created us anyways, knowing what our life course was going to be. And he, he says, I know your life course, so I'm going to be with you. I've gone before you, and I'm going to be with you, and I won't leave you. So even though I know where you're going, I'm not leaving you while sent, you go there. And he sent Jesus to come to us. That's right. That's why Jesus came. It's not us reaching up for Christ. It's Christ reaching down That's for exactly us. That's exactly right. And it's so very powerful. So powerful. This is awesome. We have um, already getting to our break again. And so... I, Really, listeners, I want to encourage you to listen to the show in its entirety. If you're just joining in, I'm here with Darian Bennett from Scottsdale Bible Church, who has two great programs. One is called Men Coaching Men. It's a discipleship ministry and the Heart to Heart Christian Chaplaincy Certification Program that we're going to talk about. So join me in this next segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, 1360 KPXQ, Faith Talk Radio. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I'm so glad you're joining me. Welcome back. And if you're just joining in, I want to make sure that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can hear the show in its entirety. I have two gentlemen with me today. Um, Darian Bennett from Scottsdale Bible Church is one of the pastors, and George Hasse is one of his counterparts, his partners, that they do these wonderful ministries. And one is Men Coaching Men, Discipleship Ministry. The other one is Heart to Heart Christian Chaplaincy. So, George, we have kept you quiet too long, and I've been seeing you take notes, so I know you have something to say. <laughs> so I really want to have you talk about, you know, the, the Men Coaching Men Discipleship Ministry, and, I, and you have Tuesday nights, so explain yeah. that to us. Yeah, Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. Oh, good. Um, I actually, we started a group out at uh, Desert View Bible Church. It's, uh, we've got about 10 
men meeting right now at Desert View, but on Tuesday nights, it's a much larger group, about 250 men. We meet, we come together about 6.30, we have some connecting time, and then from that, after about 45 minutes of teaching um, from our pastor or a guest speaker, we break out into small groups. There's about 20 small groups that break out, Wow! and, and there's various topics that How happen. How many men come to this? Uh, on a regular basis, about 250. That's amazing. We've had as many as... And anyone can come. Any, any man They don't can have come. to call. They can just show up. That's right. Bring, a, right. Bi- bring a Bible. We say, bring a Bible, bring a pen, and a good attitude. That's good. <laughs> and, you, and you'll be... Uh, you'll so be, what if they just can just show up? They can just show up. We'll give them a Bible. We'll give them a Bible. That's right. <laughs> and expect to be greeted. <laughs> and, ex- and we'll have a good attitude. <laughs> yeah, expect to be greeted. <laughs> They'll have a good attitude by the time they leave. There you go. <laughs> usually. I like that. Okay, go ahead, George. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, um, but out of the... The smaller groups, I actually lead a group, a smaller group called the Hurt Locker. Right now we've oh, got... Oh, explain that. We've got about 20 men in there, uh, all various backgrounds, um, from attorneys to uh, you, you name it, uh, guys that just are laboring, guys looking for jobs. But these are men, this was actually started, I was working with a group of more uh, mature Christians at one time, and I felt like the Lord wanted me to do something different. And so when the time came, I started advertising or marketing that I was going to start a new group to help men with their character, godly character. And what I ended up with was 25 men. And as I had these men start to introduce themselves, everybody was either in divorce, separated, uh, alcohol, drug problems, uh, bankruptcies, bankruptcies, lost a job, just a little bit of everything. So, um, from there, uh, we had the beginnings. What I didn't know at the time was going to be the hurt locker. It was just a group of hurting men. And I remember a couple weeks into it, I remember Darian coming up and checking on us. And he came in, and he looked at it, and he goes, "Everybody's bleeding in here." Exactly. <laughs> and I said, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> As he's walking out. He turned around, came back in. He says, I think we're going to call this the Hurt Locker. I love that. So explain that concept, the Hurt Locker, because maybe people haven't seen that movie. Well, this is the concept is in the the Hurt Locker, you've got a group of men that are defusing bombs. And with men, they're all hurting. Our, Our hearts are hurting. And there's different fuses, so to speak, that come off of the heart. And once in a while, those are lit and a bomb goes off. Men don't know where to turn. They've got these pains in their life. I was one of and, those and men. And wreckage and damage. Yeah. That they have to try to clean up. Yeah, and I've got a, I've got a soft spot for that. And uh, so uh, just a quick story, just to kind of give you an idea. We've got men that come in there. It's a safe place for them to share. And I've got one guy in there in particular in the last week started sharing about his hurts, gone through divorce, um, alcohol, pornography, drug addiction, and how Jesus started moving in his life. And we were reading some different Bible verses that particular night, and this man raised his hand. He says, I've got something else. And he starts crying, his head's down, and he says, I just realized I've committed murder. And and I asked him, I says, tell me, what, what happened? And he said, before I got married the first time, I had asked my wife, um, when we were getting married, she came to me and said she was pregnant, and we made a decision to abort that baby. And he, he just 
Oh, my goodness. Fell to pieces. He was yes. hurting. Yes. And the next day I had another man, because of that meeting, call me up and say, George, same thing happened to me. Can you help me? I said, you, you've been forgiven. That's amazing. Because yeah. that is a whole ministry that is so not done. It's so unchartered uh, of men that have participated in the abortion uh, of children and, and how they feel. And no one talks to them about that and how seriously they take it, how painful it is for them. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, you know, it's a blessing every time a man shares their pain because somebody else gets blessed. And there's by healing it. from that. Or, or they start beginning to trust and be able to come out and start to heal and, and grow. Well, this is very powerful. I'm, I'm very thankful that you shared those stories. And, and we're gonna have, we have one more segment, and we're going to talk about the Christian chaplaincy program. So I want to encourage you listeners to stay tuned in. Also visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. This is a powerful ministry these two men are doing. Join me again in the next segment. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. So glad that you joined me. And I have two great guests today, if you're just tuning in. I have Darian Bennett from Scottsdale Bible Church. He's one of the pastors there over the men's ministry. And I have George Hasse, which he and Darian together have two phenomenal ministries. And it is the first one is the Men Coaching Men. It's a discipleship ministry. And the second one is Heart to Heart Christian Chaplaincy. And I want to encourage you, uh, make sure to um, visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can also like my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. That will give you all the information about where I'm speaking, singing, or the different radio shows that we have coming up. So I want to really encourage you to visit that page. So we kind of left off with um, this whole Men Coaching Men, and, and George was sharing with us this phenomenal story about men. And off, off air, we were talking again about this whole guilt and shame. And how much the enemy loves the hiding. And Darian, you were saying he just like claps for us, he cheers for us, and loves it when we hide. And so I really want to encourage you men to give these guys a call because any position that you are in is not, it, it, nothing's too big for these men to handle. Nothing is too bad. Nothing is too far gone that they cannot handle. And that they can, will walk you through this with love and compassion and acceptance and still give you great direction and great truth. So we have one more thing to do. And George, I want you to tell us about this heart-to-heart Christian chaplaincy. I love this program, and I love this idea. Well, I'm going to turn this one over to Darian. Okay. Oh, yeah. Darian, okay. really, this was his baby. He founded this, and it was his idea to start with, and I've just come alongside of him to help him with okay, it. Okay, good. Well, Darian, tell us. Well, the, the, the whole concept behind heart-to-heart Christian chaplaincy is that uh, we wanted to do something as an outgrowth of men coaching men, uh, about 25%, 20 to 25% of the men that come on Tuesday night that make up that 250 plus guys come from other churches. So it's not just a Scottsdale Bible thing. Actually, it didn't start at Scottsdale Bible. It started uh, with uh, one other man and myself. So it's, it's not a church thing. It's a thing that churches can use. And when we did this, we wanted to find a way to equip more men so that they could do something very specific in regards to a small church. Well, it's the comfort others with the comfort we've received. Yes, and there's only one way to do that. That, for, that I, Second it, Corinthians, I think. We're going to have to do what you said off air. We're going to have to. It's one person meeting Absolutely. with another person. Um, that's how we change the world: is one person at a time. Yes. That's the, that's the, the the ministry of Christ. So we wanted to uh, we wanted to do Ephesians four twelve, which is equip the saints for work for service. So that's why we we put together the three C's: connect coach up and contribute 
And one of the contributing things that we're doing is heart to heart. Heart to heart Christian chaplaincy is unashamedly about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, there are three modules. The first module is 12 weeks, and it represents the theological part of the chaplaincy program. The second module is 10 weeks, and it represents the pastoral care section of chaplaincy. And then the final eight weeks of the training is on ministry leadership. So we're training men not only to go to hospitals um, and do funerals and do marriages and to assist their local pastor. You can't get in the program without a pastor signing for you. So uh, we're not taking anybody away from the churches. We're actually equipping people and sending them back into the church to help their local pastor. And when men are finished with this training, uh, they have their, there's tests that they have to uh, complete, and there's the quantity of work that has to be completed. But if all of that is done, we will certify them, and then it is up to the pastor at the local church to use them. If I was a, if I was a young pastor and I had a small church, I would be on the phone right now calling me to help him get guys trained so that they could do this work inside their church because I know he doesn't have the resources or the time to do the equipping that he really knows he needs to be doing. He just doesn't have the time. Uh, We would like to help that process. We would like to put a stake in the ground and say we can help. We, We will help. There is a fee that goes with the program, but it's very nominal. It's uh, pretty much anybody can afford it, and um, that's what, what we're trying to do. What a great way to support churches. You know, I mean, we were talking about this idea that it's it's kind of like you get the pastor that shows up at your house. It's that it's that feel of like someone's really caring for our family, and and it isn't the head pastor. It's not he's not going to come in and teach us a sermon. It's someone really coming alongside people when they are really hurting and really in need. You, you said it earlier. This is what this is what the church used to do a long time yes, ago. Yes, when I watch Andy Griffith, which I still like to watch. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Andy Griffith and Gunsmoke, those are kind of my favorite, right? <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot about you. I know. I'm not sure if it's a good you, thing. <laughs> you don't look old enough to remember those well, now things. that I appreciate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – We've gotten so good at doing church, we don't do the main things anymore to some degree. I and mean, we're missing out on this idea of, of uh, person-to-person care, which is really the heart and uh, to heart of Christian chaplaincy. We practice our heart going out to another person's heart, and we're going to give them whatever we can uh, at the moment that we meet with them. Those chaplains are trained to feel that way, to sense that way, and to respond that way. You know, I'm wondering, as you talk about this, that... Do you have men that did the, the, you know, men coaching men and maybe as they healed and, and learned more about their identity in Christ, they maybe found they had a calling like this and they come into the chaplaincy? Oh, yeah, George. Oh, <laughs> tell us. This handsome guy sitting right next to me is uh, he's the wow. he is the model of that. He's the poster boy. Tell us. Well, I was I was blessed to be one of the first graduates. I was in the first graduating yeah, class yeah. three or four years ago. Right. With heart to heart chaplaincy. Did yeah. you ever dream you would become a chaplain? No. And I, I really See, that's wasn't that's what I think is fascinating. I really wasn't sure, but somebody came up to me and said, You're gonna go to that chaplaincy class and I've already paid for it. And I'm like, Okay. Very good, but what a blessing it was. Wow. And this is after you did some of the coaching with Darian. Yes. Already been discipled for quite a few years and uh, but the Lord has taken it now there's so much so much I see 
that I've learned and been able to apply into my life, even in my own marriage today, um, how to be a leader at home. Um, that alone was yeah. The servant, the servant leader issue is tough for men to wrap their minds around. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, we'll do a show on that one. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to something else that you said rightly, and that is, um, men want to do that. But what if I'm what if I what if I'm pretty sure I can't do it very well? Then Absolutely. I'm going to fail. Absolutely. And then all I'm going to get is more condemnation from my wife, from other people. Right. I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I'm already there, so I'm not going to do it. So either way, coming or going, I'm doing it I wrong. I lose. Right. I step up. I show up. I do it wrong. I don't step up. I don't show up. Now I'm wrong. So I'm damn if I do and exactly. damn if I don't. Exactly. So you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to isolate and do something else. That's even, <laughs> it's even worse. Exactly. That's what we do. So George and I step in with these processes to help men understand, no, you don't have to do that. There is another option, and it's a really good option. It's a win-win, not a lose-lose. And... Both of these programs are designed to do that. Well, we, we kind of are coming to the end of our hour, which is amazing to me. So if you could leave the, the, um, just the listeners with maybe an idea of understanding, what is, what is the greatest challenge that you see for men these days? Uh, the greatest challenge is if you're talking about the, the goal of, of, uh, of Christian discipleship in a man's life, the idea of being uh, a man of God is understanding what that means. In yes. other words, yes. somebody what has to teach this. What does a man of this. God mean? Yes, and then what, how does that affect me at home uh, as, a, as a husband, as a father? Uh, how does it affect me as a person in the, in the marketplace? Should I be wearing a badge of Jesus everywhere I go, or should I just keep that private only on Sundays? And then how do I do, what do I do in the church besides sit in a pew? Do I actually do anything beyond that? Am I called to to pray? Am I called to uh, tithe? Am I called to serve? In any way, we have, a, we have a saying in Men Coaching Men, what we want you to do is do something as opposed to nothing. See, I think that's, start. That, that's the most powerful thing. I say to men frequently, you know, we love heroes that go out on the football field, the basketball court. You know, we see them fail. They show up every week. They play again. And we, we have to really help men to understand this is the game of life. This is your family, your job. The thing that you can be the most proud of is showing up. It's yeah. not about how many times you fail. I had this guy uh, last week, Tim McGeehan. We did a show um, called, because my famous saying I love to say to men, fourth quarter, only one that counts, right? <laughs> and so we did. I know. <laughs> so we did. That's, so that's, a, that's a fist bump. Yeah. I know. So we did this show on the fourth quarter is the only one that counts. And it's reminding men, you know, it's not over till it's over. So you can't let the enemy come in, condemn you. And cause you to just go hide and, and shirk away from all your responsibilities because you feel like you're failing. That the most courageous men are the ones that come and talk to you guys. Amen, because that's where it starts. We, we're tr- in one way, Cynthia, we're trying to train men to be Navy SEALs. Navy right. SEALs in terms of godly men. That they're on mission, they won't quit, they won't leave anybody behind, and they would rather die than quit. I love so that. So when it comes to your wife, would you die for her? Would you die for your children? For the people at the workplace, do you feel any responsibility to be what you say you are? Will you be honest? Will you work hard? And will you be loving and kind in the workplace? What about at church? Are you just going to fill up a, a pew or are you going to sign up and roll up your sleeves and do something beyond the, just coming? And if we can create, if we can equip those kind of men to, so that they can do that, we're going to make a big difference. And that changes the world. That's right. That changes the world. And it's one, Cynthia, you nailed it. It's one guy at a time. 
It is. One because family at a time. Because that one guy affects a great amount of people. If we could stop one divorce. That's right. One abortion. That's one, right. Another addict. Um, and, and if we can pass down to generations so that young men, because young men today. See, now you're talking about legacy, which is another right. one of our big <laughs> deals. We didn't even talk about that. That's but, right. But, uh, because that's the, one of the tougher things is that we don't know how to show men anymore how to grow up to be men. We, we just decimated the This is the a fatherless idea. society. It is. Um, somebody has to teach what it means to have identity in Christ, what it means to have a purpose, which is to glorify God. What is your, your, your value that comes from the purpose? The Bible says you're a child of the living God. You're adopted into God's family. You, are a, you have royalty now in your blood. And that leads to a significance. And the significance, according to Scripture, is that you're an ambassador for Christ. You have an appeal that God has given to you to make on his behalf, which is to be reconciled to the world, which flows right back into the identity in Christ. Identity in Christ gives me freedom to do what I'm doing right now to speak unashamedly about not only my own background, which is sinful, but also the, the triumph that has happened and the freedom that has come from a relationship in Christ. It's not, it is not a religious thing. It is absolutely a personal thing to the, to the nth degree where it changes. It changes everything inside of me in terms of what I think, how I think, why I think, what I do with it, my actions. Um, it is something that is to completely overcome me. This is what, this is what the Bible teaches about being a new creation in That's Christ right. Jesus. That's right. And um, we're hoping that men coaching men and, well, and it's, heart-to-heart chaplaincy it's can help. It's been so great to have you guys today. So le- tell them how they can get a hold of you. They can go to our website, mencoachingmen.org, or they can call us up. Uh, on a, I'm, I'm available in the phone book. I'm available at Scottsdale Bible Church. You can find, uh, find us either way. Darian Bennett, D-A-R-I-E-N-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Correct. Awesome. George Hasse, how can they get a hold of you? The website. Okay, uh, that's the mencoachingmen.org. My phone number, 602-326-7773. Say it one more time. 602-326-7773. That's awesome. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. You've been awesome, This has been really helpful, and I really hope that men really feel compelled to call. And women, if you are hearing... Please give the information to men, and we can talk in another show about maybe how to deliver that information, right? So yeah. that it's so God that God bless is, all the women that are listening. Yes, yes. that are really ta- that are really taking seriously helping men. And so, any last parting words that you might have to say? Well, I, George and I are both very grateful that you have um, that you have this show and that you've given us the opportunity to come and, and visit yes. and share with you. Well, God bless yeah, you thank both. You. Thank you. Thanks. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again next week. Thank you for, for listening today, and make sure you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and Facebook, Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., that's INC for Incorporated. God bless your week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.